0: Welcome to Illumination by Modern Campus, the leading podcast focused on transformation and change in the higher education space. We're continuing our CIO radio series where we speak with technology leaders about the trends and challenges reshaping our increasingly digital space. On today's episode, we speak with Katrina Biscay, Assistant Vice President and Chief Information Security Officer at the University of Cincinnati. Speaking live at Educause, Katrina and podcast host Amr al discuss the importance of information security in a rapidly growing cyber world and what leaders need to keep top of mind to help secure their institutions.
1: Katrina, welcome to the Illumination Podcast. Thanks so much for joining me.
0: Thank you for having
1: me. Absolutely. Well, we're live at Educause, so again, just... Apologies to listeners, there's a little bit of a racket happening near our booth. Uh, but I, I so appreciate you taking the time out. And I'll, t- I'll tell you what, I mean, I've been in the space for a decade. We've been talking to higher ed leaders of all stripes, all, all descriptions, colleges and universities across North America, around the world. I've never spoken with a chief information security officer. Really? That's surprising. Yeah? So well, I'm glad to be here. Yeah. Well, so can you walk us through a little bit? I mean, what are the central responsibilities of a, of a CISO?
0: Oh, goodness. So we are a Research One institution, which adds uh, to the fun. Uh, but uh, basically, we're responsible for all data-centric risk compliance and security. So that includes um, evaluating products for security concerns. Uh, that includes managing the risk associated with technology, uh, incident response, digital forensics, investigations. Um, it's really pretty, pretty wide field yeah. of, of work.
1: Well, what's kind of fascinating about information security in the post-secondary space is it seems to be a consideration at almost every level of every element of of what the institution does because we're becoming so digital. How do you keep up with that pace of change?
0: It is a challenge, and you're absolutely right. Uh, A university is like a city, which is a lot of people don't understand that we have things that other places don't. In addition, we have 16, typically, at least us at UC, we have 16 regulatory frameworks we have to work with, which is Very different, yes. Um, So, uh, there's a lot of, uh, fortunately, industry groups that you can participate in. Uh, We are a big partner with Ren Isaac out of uh, Indiana University. Uh, They share a lot of, especially incident response information with us. And then we partner with a lot of federal agencies to get uh, the most recent information on threats, vulnerabilities, and compliance requirements.
1: Absolutely. How important is it to be collaborative in this space? like We often hear about so much of higher education administration and management happening in silos, uh, but you just mentioned two key partnerships you already have. How important is it to build and maintain those kind of collaborative relationships with other, other post-secondary institutions?
0: It's, it's number one. Relationships is how you do security in higher ed. You cannot mandate. Uh, everybody knows that, so you, you cannot take a standard government or, or corporate approach. So what we work really hard on is developing those relationship and the education components of what does security mean to you? Why are we doing this? Why are we adding these controls that might make your life a little bit more difficult? But the reality is we're protecting the institution, we're protecting our student data, and that's our priority. But third-party partnerships are just as critical. That's where you're going to hear the new things. And honestly, a lot of the hired institutions have the same problems. So having that open dialogue really helps you do better.
1: Absolutely. So I am curious, because obviously we're in, we're in a, an environment where post-secondary institutions are becoming more digital. Uh, we're trying to uh, collect and maintain more data in order to make that student experience more seamless. There's a lot of consumer side benefits to that. On the flip side, there are a number of security considerations that come with that. So as you think about this shift towards, you know, digital seamlessness and accessibility on the one side, what are the key security considerations that a post-secondary leader needs to keep in mind?
0: Well, you have to think about your data as a whole. Um, I think uh, traditionally a lot of data was kept in silos. Colleges had their own repositories, central units had their own. Um, you need to change that mindset, and you need to bring your executive leadership and the academic side into the conversation about your data governance and data management. Because d- that data is is where your money is. That's what the malicious actors want. It, it's extremely resellable out there, especially student PII or intellectual property. Um, so. We have to shift the dialogue from we're going to do this as security or as IT to we're going to do this institu- as an institution because these are our institutional assets.
1: Absolutely. How do you do that? How do you start to get that buy-in from folks that, you know, even technology generally, but security certainly isn't isn't really a priority for them?
0: You have to be nice, honestly. It's, it's fine. So there's insecurity, there's this traditional kind of uh, bully mindset. You're, you're the department of Dell. You have to stop. Your department of collaboration and creative problem solving. That's what you really are secu- security. Um, education and awareness is extremely important. Get your folks out there, get them talking to the deans, associate deans, to the faculty themselves, to the students. Um, and then uh, do do exercises with them. We were we recently did an executive for Tabletop. Uh, with our D and MVP level, and it was extremely successful. It opened up their eyes as to what are we really dealing with in case of a malicious incident, um, and that bought us a lot of support from those units. They started thinking about it on a different level.
1: That's interesting. Let's talk a little bit about that the malicious, those malicious attacks, because it is uh, it does seem surprisingly common in our industry. Um, why are higher ed institutions so frequently targeted for by cyber attacks?
0: We're easy and attractive. Um, I mean, that's, that's really what it is. Uh, we have large open networks typically. They're typically flat. Security was not built in from the beginning. So stopping an attack is very difficult. Uh, there are very few institutions, especially if you talk about larger state level research institution, that can quickly stop an attack. Due to the nature of our technology, we have incredible technology diversity. We have uh, population diversity. Uh, for us at UC, we have 10 year olds, we have 100 plus year olds. That They deal with technology very, very differently. Um, tech, IT is very much still a siloed thing in higher ed. Um, and uh, we have data that sells. Um, intellectual property has really been a huge target for uh, several nation states. They're looking to get to that research and y- either use it in their country or resell it on the market.
1: That makes a lot of sense. So, I mean, as you look at it from, from this lens as CISO, what are some of the common best practices that folks could start to implement to maybe start to safeguard themselves a little bit from this kind of an environment?
0: Well, you, you brought up relationships. I cannot emphasize that enough. Start building your relationships. Educate your, your staff and faculty and students if you can. Um, Get that word out there, get them aware. Have a method of reporting. So we have a very easy way to report uh, suspicious emails and suspicious phone calls to our department to validate, and we're very responsive. So there's that feedback loop that actually helps increase those reporting numbers. Um, Focus on the basics. Honestly, technology basics will help your security. Uh, Turn on your MFA. Uh, Just everywhere, just go ahead and turn it on.
1: Uh, Although, in fairness, I, I, it, it, is, it is annoying.
0: It is annoying, <laughs> but honestly, it's one of the most effective controls out yeah. there, um, you know, and figure out where your stuff is. Do you know where all your assets are? Do you know what software you have installed? Do you know what open rules you have on the firewall? Most institutions can't answer those questions up front. So really get into your environment and understand how it's actually built. From there, you can make your decisions and prioritize what is important to your institution as far as your mediation.
1: That's fascinating. So as you as you look at the post-secondary industry today and kind of think about where we're going over the next sort of five to eight years, what are some of the key trends that you're keeping an eye on?
0: Um, so from the security side, uh, c- cyber resilience. That has been our key trend. Uh, you're going to have an incident. That's a given. If you haven't already, you just didn't find it. You had it, Um, but that's, that's part of the deal. So you have to accept that reality. So what you are focusing on now is planning, preparing for an incident, working on your detection capabilities, and then your incident response and remediation capabilities. What you want to do is minimize the impact of that malicious security incident, and that's how you do it. So that is the concept of cyber resilience. Um, Data governance and management is going to be huge. We are giant repositories of all kinds of data, but very few institutions have a true feel as to what they hold. So it's going to shift from departments to institutional data governance and management. Um, And then, frankly, digital transformation. Um, how do you improve that student experience? How do you make it seamless? How do you meet, make it truly connected? Because that is what students expect when they come on campus now.
1: Absolutely. Well, actually, I'm curious about this. You know, as, as you think about your, your, your hat as, as a CISO, how important is it, like, I guess, what's the balancing act that you have to play to make sure that on the one hand, you're able to deliver on the expectations of a digital native consumer, and on the other hand, make sure that you're still compliant where you need to be compliant, you're secure where you need to be secure. Like on the, on the one hand, it seems like consumer interests are for more openness, more seamless, less barriers, but the world of security necessitates barriers and obstacles to be able to make sure that only the right people are accessing data.
0: Yes, you're right, but, but to a point. So um, really the approach is more surgical. It is not mandating across the institution because you will fail. So, focus on what needs to be truly compliant, what has regulations layered on top of it. There, you can actually apply more security controls and be a little bit more stringent. But for your student experience, that's not necessarily needed. So instead, for the students, you focus on more transparent security controls on the back end. So, you know, if you're using, say, Office 365, there's a lot of backend security tools that you can implement that nobody sees but they help reduce the risk, reduce the, the volume of those scams and phishing emails. Um, and that's what you do for the students. So it, you can't take a single broad approach to a higher ed institution.
1: Well, Katrina, I mean, that pretty much does it on my end. One way, the way we like to end our Illumination podcast interviews is, is with a restaurant recommendation. So I'll ask you, if someone's going out to dinner in Cincinnati, please don't say Skyline Chili. Where do they need to go?
0: Uh, I'm going to say Eli Barbecue. Okay. Uh, It is a small Cincinnati founded uh, barbecue that actually still smokes things with wood. It is incredible. So if you're a barbecue fan, go there. Do not go to Montgomery Inn, but yeah. Absolutely
1: a barbecue fan. And I will absolutely be going there. Katrina, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you so much for having me.
1: This podcast is made possible by a partnership between Modern Campus and The Evolution. The modern campus engagement platform powers solutions for non-traditional student management, web content management, catalog and curriculum management, student engagement and development, conversational text messaging, career pathways, and campus maps and virtual tours. The result? Innovative institutions can create a learner-to-earner life cycle that engages modern learners for life, while providing modern administrators with the tools needed to streamline workflows and drive high efficiency. To learn more and to find out how to modernize your campus, visit moderncampus.com. That's moderncampus.com.